turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. And welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities, the show where we watch very weird and obscure Saturday morning cartoon shows that you feel like only you remember. Mm-hmm. Mel, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us are. Yeah, I, I I, can't complain the vast majority of how everyone is feeling, but personally, mm. I'm pretty tired, but uh, <laughs> I'm excited for what we're talking about today. We are yes. talking about uh, Cubics, Robots for Everyone. 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 But before we get into that, uh, Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? What have you been watching? I have fallen back into the rabbit hole of lost media videos on YouTube. What do you mean by this? By lost media videos? Videos that people have made about other things that are lost. Okay. You know, like a, a, a show you saw once on TV as a kid, and then it doesn't exist on home media anywhere. And like maybe there's a couple downloads online, but nobody has ever put the complete series together. Or like weird uh, old uh, public access TV shows that somebody found on a tape. And like you've got it there, but you don't know how much of it there is or who made the thing or where it came from or why it exists. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that thing well it comes in all sorts of forms you know it's like novels uh that Hemingway wrote and then they got stolen yeah, yeah. a novel somebody else wrote and then it caught on fire because you only had one copy on paper albums that bands made and then somebody stole their laptop with the files on it stuff like that it anything that can be lost I've found a video about it interesting what's the most fascinating one Oh, man. Ah, I think it's wild how many episodes of Doctor Who are just gone forever. Oh, yeah. Like like the first two Doctors, because like, the BBC would record them on tape, and they had no... Th well, I think there were two departments that could have done the archiving, and each of them thought the other one was doing yeah. it, so they would just reuse those tapes all the time. So, like, there were a couple old episodes that were found... In like a TV station in Nigeria on like old old tapes from several decades ago. But unless you stumble across something like that, it's like, yeah, nobody has this anymore. Because it's stuff that aired in like 1962 before anybody had a, a VCR. Yeah. So much pre-VCR stuff is just gone until somebody finds it in their attic. There was just an era of media where no one thought anyone would want to rewatch anything. Yeah. And that's, that kind of era didn't really exist until, I think, VCRs and VHSs. Mm-hmm. And now we're in an era where people are like, I can't find this one variant of a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were several commercials in a series, and I've got three of them, but I don't have the fourth. And I'm going to hunt for this. Wow. That's... So they're like collector's items. That's fascinating. Yeah. What have well, you been watching? Uh... I was just going to say, when you said variant, oh. that reminded me of comics and how comics probably there was a little bit of a period where uh, 
everyone's like started collecting them but when it started i'm sure there's a lot that's lost that you could never get like variants or copies of again Mm, what interesting (laughs) one of these lost media cases i was watching a video about was there were these sonic the hedgehog comic books in the 90s and one of the writers who had been working on them for a while left the company and he had something in his contract where he could take all of his originally created characters with him or like they couldn't use them anymore so this sonic comic was leading up to these various you know these very dramatic arcs and they just had to stop because these would not make sense anymore after you took all of those original characters out so they think they just rebooted the comic series like they had no choice we can't salvage this that's that's interesting especially yeah. for like a sonic series huh mm-hmm. uh do you know that in a sonic comic book they revealed sonic's real name it is sonic <laughs> his what does he have a last name is sonic his first name sonic has a is first his name, name like oh so is it, his name's like joshua sonic <laughs> <laughs> i don't think his last name is sonic i think sonic i don't remember i only remember his first name in this trivia i don't know what his how he got the name Sonic. Uh, but I know in the comics, uh, his, I think when he was a kid or like he had a flashback, but his name is Ogilvy. Oh my God. I went to high school with a kid named Ogilvy. Did you really? I think so. Hold on. I think this <laughs> I'm was a call kid's... Him. Hold on. <laughs> I think this was the middle name of a kid in my French class. Like we were bored in class one day and he's like, I bet you can't guess my middle name. And we spent 20 minutes. You couldn't no. get over that bridge at the end until you guessed his I middle name. I think it was Ogilvy. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. As for what I've been watching, uh, I, I believe I've told you about this manga series before. Uh, the Way of the House Husband. Yes. Yes. About a Yakuza who stops being a Yakuza after getting married and devotes his life to being uh, the best house husband he can be. And good. it's incredibly wholesome. Uh, and it's the manga is set up into like little like tiny stories. So it's incredibly digestible and very a very fun read. Uh, they've actually taken this manga and turned it into a live action drama. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, which is airing in Japan. Like I think there's five episodes out at the time of this recording. Uh, I haven't. There's no legal way to watch this. <laughs> understandable uh uh, but i have been watching this uh there might be a legal way i found if if you search the uh japanese name which is uh goku shufudo which i think is all one word or just search Mm -hmm. way the house husband japanese drama uh there's fan subs up right now that you can go and find people have uh that understand like uh that understand language that understand japanese (laughs) yeah have have taken just uh, any language you know, if you just know the one, I think it works for everything. I think that's how language works. <laughs> it's one and done. Yeah, you got that babble fish implant in your ear and you can hear all of them. Exactly. But the, the drama is amazing. It's I was worried that it wouldn't capture how sincere and funny it is. Aww. But it really does. It adds a little like a daughter to the series. Uh it adds more side characters into it. It's entirely wholesome, and I definitely recommend it. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend that. Let's talk a little bit about Cubics, shall we? Yeah. 
So I recommended this one. This was my pick. This uh, Cubics Robots for Everyone was at the top of, not the top, because Ulysses 31 was at the top, but right Always. under that. <laughs> Always, in our hearts. Uh, <laughs> right under that was Cubics, because this is probably my most obscure memory of a cartoon. <laughs> It's such a specific title, a specific funny title. The, yeah, I don't think I watched the show, but I've never forgotten this title. Yeah, I specifically remember being in the dining room and watching it on the dining room TV. Because we yeah. had to, this was the era where we had to have different channels playing in different rooms so we could record the right shows. Yeah, oh boy, it was a struggle. Yeah, so there's, there's shows that I only remember watching in one room and shows I yeah. only remember watching in the other. Uh, yeah kids wb lived in the dining room exactly. it didn't go into the living room yeah living room was for like abc family and mst3k and i th mm -hmm. I think we recorded other stuff in there too uh, mm. maybe foxbox when foxbox came up uh, yeah but yeah so this is this was a dining room show and it's let's let's talk a little bit about the history of it so this yes. uh let's let's go down our fact list uh, created uh, by Cinepix is how it's credited. Cinepix is the production company. Uh, they've only done pretty much this show and another show called Aqua Kids, and that's it. Uh, hmm. So because that's not really what we go for when we list the creators, uh, it's written by Neville Hunt. So I will credit him for that. Thank you. Ran for two seasons, 26 episodes total. Ran, for, uh, ran from 2001 to 2004. Uh, original country was south korea this is our first south korean animation that we're watching yeah production company cinepix uh the english translate or not translation the english like dub was owned by four kids and now it's it's traded hands a few times it went, yeah it was owned by saban for a little bit but then like saban went uh belly up and now it's in the hands of hasbro i believe right now who mm. I, I doubt are gonna do anything with it <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who's out there clamoring for more cubics, but you may be. We hope this helps you. Please, if you're out there, uh, at Saturday Emo Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Please tell us. Please tell us. Please talk to us. Uh, original channel it aired was SBS and KBS. These are in uh, South Korea. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it aired on WB Kids for us. I think yes. I, I think I remember Stick Stickly talking about this show. No, that's Nick. Isn't that... What am I Stick thinking? is, I don't know what you're thinking of. I don't think uh, Kids WB had any sort of stick mascot. They had some kind of mascot, I could have swore. I, we'll research this, because eventually I do want to do a whole episode on just Kids WB interstitials, if I can find enough material for oh, it. Oh, yeah. We can do a whole, like, series on interstitials. Cartoon Network interstitials, like. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of material to work with that there. Mm. Um, before we talk about the popular voice actors, let's talk about the plot of the show a little bit. Um, okay. So the, the show is, it's, I wrote down that it's a lot like Astro Boy, like the movie Astro okay. Boy. Uh, if you've never seen the 2000, I believe it was 2001, 2000, uh, movie Astro Boy with. No, I think it's older than, it's, it, it's newer older? than that. Oh, newer than newer. that. Newer. Maybe right. 2006, maybe? Oh, I have to look this up now. Well, while you're doing that, uh, it was the Astro, Astro Boy movie, kind of like a reboot done in the style <laughs> of the old animation. Uh, 2009. 2009. Weird. 
Okay. Uh, and the, the most notable voice actor in that is like Nicolas Cage as Dr. Tenma. It's very fun to watch. It's a good movie and it's almost, it's pretty much worth it if you want to watch it just for Nicolas Cage. Um, but in the world, robots are everywhere. There's as many robots as there are people. And that's kind of what Cubics felt to me. So uh-huh. in this world, there are, like I said, as many robots as there are people. It's almost like a half civilization world, kind of like Pokemon. But what? Yeah, this if, reminded me a lot of the city in Detective Pikachu. We're like, yeah, yeah, there's some Pokemon around, but you go to that city and like everybody has a Pokemon. There's Pokemon everywhere doing all these tasks and working together with the people. And this is that, but robot. Exactly. It's as if Professor Oak was the one making Pokemon. <laughs> it's a proprietary technology. <laughs> you went to this. You went to Oak City. <laughs> where, where Oak made Okamon. Okamon. Oh, there has to be like a game mod for that for a Game Boy. Okamon. They're all Professor Oak with different stats. They, they all they all just have an Oak face. Yeah, exactly. Like, like imagine a Ditto, but it's Professor Oak's face. Is <laughs> the hairline and everything? <laughs> They're all wearing a red polo shirt. Yeah, they all have the the color palette. Oh, please, please mod that. Please, please make that a ROM. Please. Uh, but yeah, it's about this. The Cubics is about this boy, Connor, who is mm-hmm. new into Bubble City, uh, the robot city, with uh, his dad, Graham. Uh, a very classic, like, uh, oh, what's that game? Knights, not Knight's Tale, the Sierra games. This reminds me of the Sierra game protagonist, King Graham. Oh, um. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> King's Quest. King's Quest. It it reminds me of uh, King's Quest. Anytime someone mentions Graham, I always think about King, uh, King Graham. Mm-hmm. So uh, dad and son move to Newtown. Uh, robots everywhere. Kid doesn't have his own robot. He meets up with some other kids that have their own robots and says, hey, if you want to join us, we work at this. Uh, this robot lab that I think they call like the the body lab or the body. Okay, thing? I spent th- we watched three episodes of this show. I spent all three episodes thinking they were saying the bodies pit, and I looked this up on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia says that it is the bodies pit. Oh, like that makes these a people lot who more sense than body pit. I was like, that's very <laughs> grim. Yeah, I think, yeah, at least according to the way Wikipedia phrases things, this group of kids and one adult woman who work on these robots call themselves the Botties. Yeah. And this is their pit. This is their pit. This is their proprietary pit. <laughs> uh, so Connor wants to join these this group of kids at this place they all work at as kids. Mm. Uh but the only way to pass the initiation test is to fix a robot. And Connor mm. is has a knack for fixing robots, so he picks the most hard-to-fix, no-one's-ever-fixed-him robot in the junk pile, and he turns out to be a hero who has a power that no one else can do. His, his body, Cubix the robot, can shift these different colored cubes that make up mm. his body into different shapes to, and different vehicles yes. to help Connor and to fight bad guys. Mm-hmm. And there's a do- evil doctor that I, the first time they said his name in episode one, I thought they said Dr. Dirty, but <laughs> I, 
that's that's an entirely different show. His name is Doctor K. Doctor K. I don't know how I heard Doctor Dirty. Maybe right. it was- so the <laughs> the videos we were watching on YouTube aren't great quality. No, they're not unwatchable. No, but definitely it, not. They're blurry, and there were, like, names that people kept saying, but I got to three episodes before I was able to actually understand what they were saying. Which is not the goal. Yeah. <laughs> finally, episode three, the end of the three episodes we were supposed to watch, you finally understand it. But Oh, his name was Mong. Yeah. <laughs> s- we'll, we'll talk about the characters in a second. There's Yeah, I didn't know two yeah. of the characters' names for a long yeah. while. Uh, but Dr. K... He's this short, evil, old guy with a, a robot kind of looking hand that's also a real hand uh, that makes evil robots to do evil stuff. And there's goo in some of these robots that he wants. And sometimes the yeah. goo is crystals. Uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And Cubix fights to stop it. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the, the voice actors. What's up? Goo, sometimes crystals. <laughs> Well, <laughs> most, no. Mostly goo, partially crystal. No, I was going to say most, but no. Some goo become crystal over time, don't it? Okay. Goo crystallize. Some, okay. Some goos do crystal. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the voice cast, I, I would like to say. <laughs> you You recognize a lot of these names. This is the same voice cast as Pokemon. We've got Veronica Taylor, Eric Stewart, Rachel Lillis, Maddie Blaustein, and then as who are the voices from Pokemon that you know. And then also, as a surprise, we also have Andrew Rannells, Broadway star Andrew Rannells. He's a Broadway played, star? Yes. Oh, wow. He played James in pokemon live the stage show no he did yes yes so he has a pokemon tie but i didn't know he like went into four kids voice acting so it was a shock to see him included with all the classic pokemon voices i know yeah he's connor in this he's the main kid yeah he's i i don't i'm not that big of a broadway nerd so i don't know all his credits but i believe he was in book of mormon and I think he's played King George in Hamilton before. Uh, fun fact about that. He was in Liberty's Kids where he played Alexander Hamilton. Wow. <laughs> this man knows his way around a Hamilton. Absolutely he does. He'd probably teach an entire community college class on American history. Uh, another one of the things that on his IMDb that jumped out to me. Mel, you may not recognize this anime by name alone, but uh, Fighting Cooking Legend Bistro Recipe? Any guess uh-huh. what that is from our childhood? <laughs> oh, is that Fighting Foodons? That's Fighting Foodons. Food with Attitude? Food with Attitude. He played Fried Ricer. Uh, in that. <laughs> yeah, that show is definitely on our list. We will watch Fighting oh, Foodons man. at some point. Oh, good. Uh, do you want to start with the intro and then we'll get into the episodes we watched? Yeah, this is an amazing intro. Yeah, the intro has like a lot of like build up and like a good like jazzy like jive to it. I don't know how to yeah, explain it when... with the right words. Yes, listen to it with us. Okay, uh, starting in three, two, one, play. 
Yeah, this song has this like late 80s yeah. power ballad yeah. kind of sound to it. This guy is like really belting. Oh my god, he gives it everything he has. See, when it ramps up to this part, I feel like I could climb up a staircase. Exactly. Like Rocky. Cubix! Cubix! It's so passionate. It's so inspiring. Yeah. I could do anything if you play this song. <laughs> can you make it through the end of the episode? I absolutely can. Great. It could take me anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the intro. Uh, very, very fun. Very good intro. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about the, the style of this show a little bit? Y- yes. It's slightly rounder reboot. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, re- everything, it's reboot adjacent. Yeah, everything is very smooth and round and shiny and kind of textureless. Yeah, very like. And I gotta say, shaded. when I yeah, and when I was watching this on this like kind of subpar quality YouTube video, like it just kind of became visual soup at some point. <laughs> like it's just a lot of colors and shapes. And like, I, I cannot follow this. Wasn't visual soup that Joel McHale show from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I don't think this style is unwatchable. I think it's very like fun mm. to watch the same way that reboot is. Yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah. It's a very fun animation. The way the robots look in this show it's very, it's almost as if the progenitor robot for what they all evolved from is Clippy. Just like <laughs> a big tubular paperclip with big bulging eyes. Yeah, everything does have Clippy eyes. Yeah. And everything is like very round and, and I don't know. I The robots, the way they voice the robots in this show is, it's like they're just drawing out of a hat of accents. There's a, oh yeah. <laughs> there's a, like a wheel robot that is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's a yes. magnetized robot that's Australian, like very Australian. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just Paul Hogan levels of Australian. Yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of interesting things about the show that I wouldn't have picked up on as a kid. Hmm. I, I talking about the visual style. I read on the Wikipedia page that this show kept being reran on various networks and various cartoon blocks up until like 2012, which is what happened in 2012. No, no, I'm just saying this show is rudimentary enough CGI that I can't believe audiences still accepted this in 2012. That might have been the last year when these graphics were acceptable. I don't... I think any amount of animation is worthwhile and should be pursued if it it expresses your art. Uh, Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not knocking the art. I think it definitely... It does the job it needs to do. I'm just picturing like little kids like, oh, I love How to Train Your Dragon. What's up next? Cubics. I mean, kids won't care, honestly. That's kids will just I, accept that's how that looks. Kids don't know that computers made that. <laughs> Not little kids anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, they don't know about different generations of computer graphics. I mean, what is it, like, Little Einsteins, uh, the Octonauts? That's kind of like a CGI kind of show. It is. Yeah, so that's what I remember from working at Toys R Us. <laughs> Uh, so the episodes we watched for the show to kind of get a good idea of it, we've been watching like the first three episodes, the first like first season of this. I wanted kind of to cast a wider net for this show. Yeah. So we did uh, season one, uh, episode one. We did the pilot. Got to do the pilot. Uh, what did I say? Season two, episode six. Yes. And the finale, season two, episode 13. Uh, <laughs> I, I came upon those just by jumping around and trying to get one where, like, Cubix had a lot of, like, act, like screen time. Uh, yeah. To get a good idea of this hero. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about this this first episode. Yeah. Uh, so we open on... I think we open <laughs> on a cold open. We open on horny landscaping robots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just these landscaping robots that have these very broad like sketch comedy personalities trying to flirt with a different landscaping robot and then i think i think it just introduces you to there's robots they have personalities they have emotion powered epus as as professor nemo has told us in the intro yeah and then we cut to Connor and his dad in the car. His dad says, "Connor, i bought us a house in that place you're always going on about." Bubble City? bubble town like this dad just i don't oh his dad owns a a donut shop yeah and i suppose you could open those in a wide variety of markets i just think it's fun that he's like uh i'm gonna move to where my son wants but it's going to be a surprise and i'm going to tell him when we're in the car 10 minutes outside the city (laughs) limits connor just keeps forgetting he's like where are we going where (laughs) what's this what's our new new city we're living in (laughs) where's mom yeah, dad, dad is new donut dad on campus. Uh, and I wasn't sure if he was like, this was, he was the proprietor of the restaurant or if he was just like a bus boy for a while, but I like his uniform. Mm. Oh. I All I wrote down about the donut place is that he has these rope. The, the dad does not like robots. Connor wild about robots. Dad doesn't care for them, but he has these robot servers in the restaurants. And one of them, I guess, gave the wrong plate to the wrong person. And I wrote down a line where the dad says, gesturing at some customer off screen, you think she's going to eat eight donuts? <laughs> I, I heard that as well, which is I don't rude. know who she is and, and why you think she can't eat eight donuts yeah. and who was supposed to get eight donuts. Anyone can eat eight donuts given enough time. Oh, absolutely. A personal pan of donuts is any amount of donuts. Donuts are genderless and can be consumed by anyone. <laughs> Please remember this. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we get the intro. I think it's just we just go into like them unpacking. Uh, mm. Oh, we forgot to mention that the the gardening robots they go crazy. Uh, oh right, yeah. One of them goes crazy. It gets all it gets all angry all of a sudden, uh, and starts like, like I think attacking the other robots and being sassy and angry. Yeah. And then we we get to like Connor and uh, Graham moving in, and we see uh a perspective from uh, a neighboring house where we meet uh, Abby and uh, Don Don. Don Don mm-hmm. is the one that's played by Eric Stewart, uh, ah. which I didn't pick up on at all. Also, uh, yeah. she's the one that's voiced by Ash Ketchum. 
Yeah, I, I met them at conventions before. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I've met Eric Stewart and Veronica Taylor at Don separate. Don? Con- I've, I've met Don Don and Abby. <laughs> yes. No, I've met both of them at separate conventions before. They're super nice. I had, I had a great interaction with both of them. That's great. I, Eric Stewart yeah. seems like the most fun. He does seem cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that makes me want to watch the uh, Pokemon Forever uh, director commentary again. Oh, man. Yeah. The DVD for Pokemon Forever does have a DVD commentary from like the voice directors, the, the adaptation producers, the voice cast, but it only lasts an hour. Yeah. And then the audio track just stops and it goes back to the normal audio track of the movie. Yeah, it's the only DVD commentary I've ever encountered that just is only for most of the movie. <laughs> I've never encountered that anywhere else. It's so weird. I've encountered yeah, I, like I've... Pirates of the Caribbean. They had commentaries. Yes. For yes. But not for the whole the, movie. Because the... The exact one I was thinking of. Like, they used to have Kira Knightley talk about the scenes she is in. Yeah. So if you turn on her commentary track, it keeps skipping around. But, like, when she's done talking, it ends. It doesn't just play the rest of the movie in its audio for that's you. so buck wild. Yeah. Uh, DVD commentaries. That's for another episode. Um, oh, yeah. So we, we meet Abby and Don Don, and she is immediately very suspicious of Connor and sends Don Don to go and spy on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Don Don is a. She wants to. <laughs> she wants to know if he has a robot because yeah. it seems like not only does everyone have a robot, everyone should have a robot. Everyone must have a robot. Yeah. I'm gonna send my robot over there to find out what kind of robot he has. Yeah, it's very culty. Every, everyone's <laughs> got to have a robot. Why don't you have a robot? Get a robot. I also wasn't clear on how you got a robot. Like, do you buy these? Do you build these? Does Professor Nemo and his company just provide you a robot? I want to say that they buy them, but they also have, like, personalities and free will. So I think you could maybe do a... It's like computers. You could build it yourself, or you could go buy yeah. one. I think that's how it is. Yeah. You could adopt a robot yeah, you could adopt from a one. robot shelter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Don Don is the size of like a medium dog, I'd say. And it's like, yeah, go fly <laughs> over and spy on he's, them. Don Don does. He's the size of a small grill. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's like an egg. He's like an egg grill that flies around. You broke my grill. <laughs> and Connor does. Connor breaks the grill. Yeah. Uh, was it Connor? Oh no. Uh, Don Don headbutts Connor and they all, and they both pass yeah. out. Uh, and when yes. Connor comes to Don Don breaks, uh, mm-hmm. and that's when Abby comes over. And it's like, what have you done? You broke the <laughs> robot I sent over to spy on you. What's wrong with you? And Connor's like, I can fix him. Don't worry. And Abby asks, oh, have you worked on a lot of robots? And Connor says, no, this is my first. And she's like, get off of him. I'm not going <laughs> to let you practice on my robot. Exactly. So then they go to the Botties pit. I'm just going to call it The Body Pit for the rest of the show. The Body Pit. That's the Disturbed album that they really work at. <laughs> That's the Halloween Horror Nights maze that you walk through. Exactly. It's Well, if it's a maze and it's a pit, I'm afraid the exit is just the middle of a pit at the bottom. And that's that's your home now. There's stairs down uh, and then back up. Yeah, good news. You're not in the pit forever. <laughs> Embroider that on a pillow. You're not in the pit forever. <laughs> guys this is this is our words of encouragement to everyone hey. remember you're not in the pit forever you're not in the pit forever 
Uh, so yeah, they go to the body's pit. We meet uh, Doctor Doctor Nemo. No, uh, this is what's her name, Hella. I think she's related to Nemo. Yeah, which I did not catch. Yeah, on. we don't. We don't I, find I only that figured out in the this out. We watch. Yeah, like we only watched three episodes. So there's a lot of things that we missed. I think I we missed most of the goo. Yes. Yeah. Like I saw the goo, but we didn't get any plot points about the goo. Yeah. Apparently, this woman is the daughter of Professor Nemo, who doesn't seem that much older than her. No. And I guess he disappeared, and then they find him again. But all I know is that I watched an episode he wasn't in. And then I watched an episode he was in, and it felt like he had always been there, and I just didn't see him before. <laughs> well, we did skip... There's, like, a whole journey we missed. We pretty much skipped the whole first season. Like, yeah. I think Goo is a first season problem. Uh, <laughs> I think... Classic first season problem. Oops, it's Goo. <laughs> uh, second season problem, I believe, is a big robot that Dr. K created that can zap powers from other robots. And is trying yeah, to like, like collect what... them all so he could be bad and tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna uh, absorb your soul. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, so that's where Cubics, or sorry, that's where Connor uh, sees mm. Cubics for the first time uh, after they fix Don Don and they introduce him to the idea of like, well, you could join us here if you're really good at, at fixing robots. Uh, you have to spend one 24 hour day trying to fix a robot. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know uh, if these kids have school or they if they thought, school. you know what, or if they're like, hey, you know, you just moved to town. You probably have to, you know, help your dad unpack boxes. It's like, no, you need to spend the next 24 hours working on this impossible robot and this will get you a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he completely in the first like episode, he like completely skips out on helping his dad unpack. He's like, I got to right. I got to go uh, look at this robot. I got I, I broke it. I got to fix it. And then the next day, he's gone before his dad wakes up. This is the second show we've covered where a kid moves to a new town and gets immediately embroiled in a hobby before they've unpacked anything. Exactly. And their parents are just over there like, okay, I'm going to set up our new house. (laughs) Will you talk about robots or hamsters or whatever? Sorry, I didn't realize I raised a protagonist and you're so busy. (laughs) Man, I should have at least had more than one protagonist. (laughs) That's what we all, that's the big disappointment in life. Should have had more protagonists. (laughs) Right. Uh, So yeah, Cubics, sorry, Connor, they both have the same, like, C names. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Connor spends all day and all night fixing uh, Cubics, and initially uh, the other kids are kind of, like, hesitant to trust Connor. He's a new kid in town, Mm. but, like, soon they start hanging out with him and, like, the rule is no one can help you fix your robot. Uh, robots can help you yeah. fix your robot, but no other human can. But like, mm. as the day goes on, they're like handing him tools and like, uh, mm. like giving him like food and snacks and stuff and being chummy chummy. Yeah. Uh, and the- so the other kids. Oh yeah. Should we mention these other kids? Yes. So we've got Abby, uh, who who's a, a nosy girl. I suppose that's her personality trait yeah. is nosy. But like, oh, she seems fun. Yeah, she seems fine. Plus yeah. it. Pl- yeah, pleasant enough protagonist. And then we have the other two kids who took me a while to get their names straight to, as to what the names were and then which one was which. So there's Mong, who's uh, large. Large and kid. And then there's, <laughs> yeah, you know, the you know the large kid. Yeah. Like, like not necessarily fat, maybe, but large. I think large. the largest kid. Who's, who's the kid from uh, Phineas and Ferb, the bully? 
Oh, Buford. Buford's pretty wide. When I think of the largest kid, I think about Mikey from uh, Recess. I was also going to say Mikey. Because he's pretty tall for his age, too. Yeah, he's like six foot five. He's Yeah, he's a lot for being like 10. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Chip, who's a small nerd glasses. They're like very archetypal kids. And I thought that Chip had like a messenger bag slung over no, his yeah. shoulder. He just has bad for, like, suspenders. The first two episodes. Right. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, no, there's no bag out of frame. I could look at his whole outfit. He just has one diagonal <laughs> suspender. No, I think it's overalls with just one diagonal strap. Yeah. He's just bad at wearing pants. Also, he's wearing a tie. Yeah. He's wearing a tie and overalls. Like, what a choice in, in <laughs> the year 2044. This is the fashion we have to look forward to. There's like 10 year old boys are going to start voluntarily wearing ties. Honestly? And these like avant garde geometric overalls. Yeah, I can't wait for overalls. At the same to come time. Back. Give me overalls and transparent <laughs> jackets. I feel like they have come back. Overalls are out there. Overalls have overall won. Mm. <laughs> Your victory is complete now. Uh, so while uh, Connor is fixing Cubics. We do a smash cut to the villain's lair, and this villain's lair is... I wrote down in my notes, if you want to hear the phrase I use to describe it, yeah. evil pumpkin ice cream cone big boy? So it's like an ice cream cone, but the top is a pumpkin, and then it has a face on it and like a little arm that sticks out that looks like the big boy yeah, he, diner icons, like from Austin Powers. Yeah, I wrote down, all caps, terrifying, smiling pumpkin man gives a <laughs> thumbs up, uh, is the bad guy's base, couldn't he have just had a moon base like everyone else? <laughs> right, come on, Dr. K, move to a, well, I guess the, maybe the moon was full. Oh, not it was then it was a full moon. The moon was full of bases. <laughs> it took me a second. I'm like, okay, what if right. the moon was full? Right, sorry. Yeah, regardless of what stage the moon is at, like there's too many villains already there. He's like, you know, I was looking at this house on the market, but then Dr. Draken got it before I could. Yeah. I just have to live in this abandoned carnival monstrosity. Yeah, I don't even, there's nothing around him. I don't think there is a car. Yeah, it's just a weird building on the outskirt of town. It's just, just a freestanding pumpkin ice cream cone big boy. You know, it's it's almost like a roadside attraction that's just right. way too close to the city. You just moved into one of those novelty Route 66 buildings like the giant basket. I mean, honestly, those those giant dinosaurs from Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah. I would live in those for an evil base, definitely. Yeah. Sounds like if you lived in a dinosaur, you'd have to climb up a lot of stairs. Yeah. Uh, Nobody made a ranch-style dinosaur. Not yet. Hey, uh, get us get at us on Twitter and tell us what Route 66 <laughs> would be your tourist attraction would be your evil base at Saturday M.O. Pod. <laughs> so we get Connor uh, fixing cubics, uh, and at mm. first it looks like... Oh, uh, we didn't even talk about Dr. K. Dr. K has like a... Uh, a big robot called like Colossor or something like that. Colossal. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just called Colossal who looks just like, like I said, I could not clearly hear anyone's name. Yeah. And that's where they, they start talking about the goo and Colossal looks like a messed up bionicle big man. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, but then we cut back to Connor, and he's like, I think I've fixed Cubix, but I, he's not turning on. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, and then <laughs> I think Dr. K arrives. Yeah, I think Dr. No, K attacks. This was, um, mm. they, there was a, a, a robot malfunctioned in town, a construction robot. And they took yes. they took it back to uh, the body pit, and Connor was like, "I think I almost fixed my robot while they're trying to fix this uh, construction bot." And Doctor K, or no, Connor says something like, "If only I had a friend, 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 friend." <laughs> and the word <laughs> right, "friend" activates <laughs> this robot Cubics. Yeah, he thinks he's he can't fix Cubics, and what he says is, "So long, Cubics. You would have made a great friend." And, like, I put friend in my notes in bold text. Like, not even italics. Yeah. He said it bold. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Cubix is ignited by the power of friendship. Uh, and yeah. when, Doc oh, yeah. when Dr. K uh, arrives to steal the construction robot to take its goo, Cubix uh, springs into action and saves Connor from a collapsing building and then uh, beats up the bad guy. Uh, and then later in the episode, they're zipping away... Uh, the other kids are zipping away on, like, hover scooters. And Connor's mm -hmm. like, I wish I had bold text hover scooter. <laughs> yes. And Cubic's, like, a little, like, a, like uh, exclamation point goes off on his, like, little head screen. He doesn't have, like, eyes. Mm -hmm. He has, like, a visor screen and, like, a little, like, animated <laughs> mouth. Yeah, he has, like, a scrolling LED belt buckle for eyes. Yeah, he's, like, I don't know, his head is, like, if a Gundam was a goalie. <laughs> yes his head's just like a goalie helmet but like daft punk yeah like yeah Ooh, yeah so yeah he's he's like <laughs> the, I hear the helmet daft punk would make if they were french canadian instead of just french exactly there's that tiny piece that was missing <laughs> that hockey influence that we never got cubics hears the phrase uh hover scooter uh mm. and then like, you get the first transformation sequence of the show. All his cubes dissect and fly around, and suddenly he's a hover scooter, and a bunch of bits and bobs pop out of him, and you can ride him. Uh, mm. And we we are introduced to the toyetic version of this show. Oh, man. This is, I think, the most toyetic show I have seen. It really is. I, I wrote down several times in my notes, like, this is, this is toyetic, this is toyetic. Like, the thing is, the way the show is animated... Everything looks like you could grab it and it's a toy. Like, yes, it like I said, it was textureless, but that doesn't mean it's not tactile. Yeah. Like, were there Happy Meal toys yes. uh, for this show? There were either Happy Meal or there were Burger King toys. We definitely had a Cubics that was the helicopter. Um, mm. But I'm pretty sure there was like an actual t action figure uh, line. We need to start looking up uh, yeah. toys when we talk about TV shows. Um, no, I'm looking at the toys. Because I, I feel like this came in a box that had fries in it. <laughs> like, at Walgreens? They shouldn't have that at Walgreens. <laughs> no, no, like, when I imagine this toy in my mind, I imagine it next to a burger. Well, <laughs> that still could just be you. I, yeah, we, t we probably had toys and just unrelated fast food next to each other on the same surface all the this time. Is, this is what we did as kids. We ate McDonald's. Oh, it was Burger King! It was Burger King. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, McDonald's had Inspector Gadget. Uh, Burger King yeah, had, yes. had a Cubix. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, you you can't you can't put them together, or they're gonna rumble. <laughs> That's a whole other uh, French Korean uh, mm. animation. <laughs> but yeah, so like, it looks like Cubix could like, if you bought him as a toy, his cubes would come off, and you could like magnetically put him in different positions. Like, mm. <laughs> he looks like a toy you would want. Wikipedia says that Cubix is made out of a number of cubes. That number is eight. <laughs> you you can count them pretty easy. That doesn't seem like enough cubes for a whole man. Right. Okay. So he's got like a torso. Uh, we talked about the, the Daft Punk hockey helmet. He's like two uh, shoulder deals. Okay. Two arm cubes and then hands. Two leg cubes. And then these feet that are boxy enough that I will also call them cubes. So all together, that is eight cubes. I guess that's... I, the the torso is too rounded for me to call it a cube. Okay, that's fair. It's it's a, it's a, it's a mega cube, which is not technically a cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's the, the essential like, concept of the show. Dr. K is after these goo-filled robots because I think you find out at the end of season one, he has been uh, instructed by this alien uh, that wants this goo. The goo and the crystals are part of what make EPCs? Is what is that what they are? Yeah, emotional processing units, EPUs. I presume. Yeah. EPUs, yes. That that like kind of help the EPUs work, and you find out where Dr. Nemo has been, and then that's all fixed by season two, and he has a new robot that's in, in town. Yeah, yeah, who is a Killobot? Yeah, he's just Killobot, my dude. Just kill a bot. Yeah, he's he's the he's the Black War Greymon of the show. <laughs> yeah. He just has like this imposing figure. I don't think he finds uh inner peace and decides to stop fighting, but mm-hmm. he definitely has gives me Black War Greymon vibes. Yeah. Or so in the No, I can't <laughs> think ready of another... to move on to this Yeah. Hmm? I was gonna say I can't think of another thing he does he does remind me of something else, but I can't think of it. He's got like these bat wings. He reminds me of Makuta. Yeah, it's a what? Makuta. Who's this? He is the bad guy from Bionicle. Oh. Bionicle is another podcast. No, <laughs> right. We can't. If we begin talking about Bionicle, we're not going to stop. So we just have to shelve this for several months. So yeah, are we'll, you ready we'll to a, move? We'll do a Patreon <laughs> series about Bionicle. Are you ready to move on to the second episode? Yeah. Let's let's get the gist. Which is season two, episode six. Tomorrow's yep. robots today. So Killobot has this like ability where he can absorb a robot. Like he stores their memory inside his, and he can shape shift into them. So Doctor K sends Killobot to this like robot trade show that Professor Nemo is overseeing, and uh, there's this hot new robot in town named Endurix, who's a rescue bot. And all the news reports are like, oh, my God, wow, look at Endurix. He's so strong. You know, if a a building's falling on you, he can hold up the building. He knows how to teleport. Endurix is the best. But secretly, Endurix is very shy, (laughs) which is sweet. Dr. Nemo's like, I finally have built the perfect robot featuring anxiety. (laughs) I do want to say that Endurix, uh, he's covered in like... um, hazard you know like he's like neon safety orange he's covered in like yellow and black safety tape one of his features is that he has a first aid kit strapped to his thigh kind of (laughs) like like a like a masculine 
Oh, what's the name of those dogs that have like the barrel of rum under their necks? Oh, uh, a Saint Bernard. Yeah, like like a human Saint Bernard. I was thinking of like a '90s X-Men, just with like stuff strapped to them. Oh, Maybe yeah. your Psylocke or somebody had like a knife strapped to a thigh. Oh, everyone has knives strapped to their thighs in X-Men. That's Cable. <laughs> that's that's so many people. The movies just haven't. They've been too cowardly to show this to us yet. The the all knife thigh. <laughs> generation of X-Men. Now, now an all-knife thigh. That's, <laughs> now we're in trouble. All that's dangerous. Thigh, uh, uncanny knife thigh. Un- all-knife thigh is <laughs> if Wolverine just had multiple <laughs> spare knuckles strapped around his legs. Oof. I gotta Man. re-clip my knuckles. What if that was the secret to making him stronger is that you clone his knuckles and you just put more <laughs> knuckles on other parts of his body that aren't supposed to have knuckles? So that yeah, then he can't just have like more blades shoot out of like his shoulders. There must be a what if where if it was on his feet instead of his hands. <laughs> Some kind of weird bad shoe wearing Wolverine. <laughs> He's just always wearing slides. He can't wear real shoes. Grew up in Canada, wearing sandals. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Snicked. Like, <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Yeah, um, Endurix is cool. Yeah, Endurix is a hero TM, uh, mm. and Killabot wants that. So uh, uh, Endurix has this new robot feature that no one else has. He has teleporting. Uh, which makes for a bunch of hijinks in the episode as a bunch of mm. like things are teleported around. At one point, they teleport like a whole arena, like a little stage that includes all the kids on top of it. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of like a lot of big teleporting and anime fighting in this episode. Uh, one more thing he does is that like some rocks are about to fall on these uh, construction workers in a construction site, and Endurix like blasts them away and shouts, "Be gone, rocks!" Uh, no one knows this, but that's how you get rid of Dwayne Johnson. Uh, <laughs> you have to please, say it three times. Please don't say that. We need him. Right. That's not. He's not just going to leave where you are. He's going to leave everything if you say that. So be careful. Yeah. So in uh, so Killabot, he's trying to get to Endurix, and he ab- uh, absorbs a robot named Maximix, who is Mong's robot. I think that's, that's the Arnold robot. Right. Right. And there's a, a great bit where they were killed where, um, I, I keep, his name is so generic. I keep forgetting it. There's a great bit where Killobot like transforms into Maximix and Maximix is like, you can't be me. I'm me. <laughs> I'm not me. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Uh, mm. Very Spider-Man pointing meme. <laughs> he can't point. He just has like his body's all wheels, wheels and muscles. Oh no, I'm all wheels. <laughs> yeah, Killobot continues to keep. Uh, uh, what's the word? Shape shifting. Is this a verb? I don't know. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> <laughs> Killobot keeps. Uh, disguising himself as these robots in order to get closer to yeah i can't remember the other robot's name they are very generic names yeah it's endurix endurix it, it i sounds, remembered 
It sounds like a brand. Endurix sounds like the name of a medication where at the end of the commercial, they would tell you that if you still have an erection after four hours, you need to call a doctor. You need to, you need to call the police. <laughs> you, you, you took too much Endurix. Yeah. So he keeps disguising himself in order to get closer and closer to Endurix until he finally steals the power uh, and then uh, goes and fights Cubix, teleporting the stage and the kids on top to a big Dragon Ball Z desert. Cubix and Killabot do a lot of cool anime fighting. It's a pretty cool, like, fighting episode. Yes. A lot of fun effects. Uh, And then... I've... I've, Endurix, that's his name. Endurix. Endurix. (laughs) Regains his consciousness, comes back, uh, kicks Killabot's axe (laughs) with Cubix, saves the day. That's pretty much the gist of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like he just keeps... Maximix after this because the, in the next episode which is the series finale it seems like Maximix has been gone and when they finally defeat Killobot then they're like wait now we can get him back no I think Maximix I think they get Maximix back, back at the end of the episode but I think in the because I did take notes for the beginning of the last episode there's a previously on Cubix yes. and it includes Maximix dying like literally dying so uh yeah previously on like for that episode is maximix dying top 10 anime betrayals zombie (laughs) robots robot overlords cubic's dead yeah and then we go into the the finale Uh, we haven't done like a finale we always talk about it when we were doing like how Mm -hmm. many kinds of different animes or different uh cartoons we could watch yeah like what if we do the first one the last one and another one which is what we Mm. do yeah so yeah, in this one, Killabot has finally gotten wise. He has absorbed 1,000 different robot powers. Wow. Uh, kicks Dr. K to the curb, to the Dr. Curb. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. K, I guess, invented all these zombie robots that are, like, infecting other existing robots. And them yeah. then in turn, like, invading the city. Mm-hmm. It's the classic supervillain who rebels against everything, and then when his henchmen rebel against him, he's like, wait a minute. That's not how this works. Wait you can't a revolt minute. against me, the revolter. That's revolting. So we get the classic Dr. K teams up with the uh, heroes. Uh, I do love every time that a villain is like, well, I can't win anymore. I guess I'll win if I'm with you guys, though. <laughs> it's always entertaining when it is like an adult villain and like a bunch of kids where he's like i have to team up with these fourth graders like i can't do this on my own (laughs) these bunch of kids will solve my problem exactly that is always always very fun Mm -hmm. uh one thing i do like about this episode is they keep running into new problems so Mm -hmm. they're like the kids and the heroes are like always like encountering a new problem and then running, encountering another problem and running, encountering another problem and yeah. running. Whereas a lot of like the formulaic finales for cartoons are, oh no, a big problem we have to solve. Let's go and hide and figure this out. And then a, a, the enemy comes in and finds them while they're fi- fixing the problem, but they're too late. They've already fixed it. That happens ah. in so many finales. And they okay. didn't do it in this one. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. Good. I don't know. I'm uh, a little. I'm running out of energy. Right. 
<laughs> right. I took like fewer and fewer notes as the as the shows went on. All I all I wrote down is that at one point Dr. K sings a little song that goes, "Who's the baddest? I'm the baddest." <laughs> I think he does that when they are at the solving the problem point. Yes. Uh, and he's like, "Actually, I'm still bad." Mhm. It's like I'm still going <laughs> to like I know I'm destroying these robots uh for the purposes of good cuz the robots are evil, but I'm still going to feel evil while I do it. Exactly. And sing about this. Yeah. There's a lot of fun moments in this episode as, like, uh, Abby at one point takes control of Dr. K's, like, mm -hmm. ship that is actually a big robot. And Dr. Yeah. K's, like, having fun and, like, fighting all the zombats, zombots combined into, like, a big zombot big daddy. Yeah. They, like, they, Katamari all together. Yeah. And then turns into a big boy. Uh, mm -hmm. Not big boy, but a big boy. Yeah. Separate. And K Dr. K is having fun, like, finally I get to fight something with my own two mm -hmm. hands, controlling a robot. And then he's, like, gets dragged away by Connor, like, come on, we have to go fix the problem. Yeah. Uh, we, have to f we have to figure out how to stop Killabot. And he's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm having fun. Dad, exactly. can't we just stay at Discovery Zone? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, very, it's a very fun energy. And Abby's like, I guess I'll take over. Right, uh, I'm the most responsible one here. Exactly. We also get a good shot of Dr. K in this, and he's he's such a Kingdom Hearts. Like, he's got, he's short and stout. I, uh -huh, he's got, like, uh -huh. wiry white hair. He's got a black shirt with a white X on it. Like, a jacket <laughs> yeah. and like, boots and gloves. Like, he's, he's very Kingdom Hearts. Except for the fact that there's not an X in his name. Yes. Yeah. D Dr. X. Zick. I don't know, Dr. Zick, is that anything? So they get to, they find, they figure out that the best way to defeat Killabot is to turn off the signal that's powering the Zombots, uh, and then turn the Zombots on Killabot to zap him of all 1,000 robot powers. Uh -huh. uh, and And just suck him dry. Yep, uh, and that's how they get Maximix back. Yeah. And at one point, uh, Cubix dons his muscle butt suit uh, and fights... Uh, Killabot, which you always love to see a muscle butt suit uh, <laughs> in anything other than Power Rangers, where mm -hmm. it's like, finally, they're powerful now that they have a second layer of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> this whole show reminds me a lot of Big Hero 6. Yeah, it is like, yeah, it is like when Baymax puts on his, his super red armor and then he gets to fight instead of heal. I, I guess that. I don't know if I would consider that a muscle butt suit, but yeah, right. It, you're right. It doesn't contain muscles. It it is sleek. <laughs> it makes him smaller. Yeah, he's he's less puffy. Yeah, it's it's a mus muscle bod. It's it's yeah. A, it's, it's a body bod body yeah. suit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the they figure they figure out how to stop Killabot. Uh, Killabot at one point reaches into Cubix and like crushes at the crystal in his chest, like literally crushing his heart before they stop him. Rude. Um, rude. Very rude. And then they, they stop him. And the way the show ends is not like we don't get like a like another look back at Dr. K. Like he's like hired by Dr. Nemo and he's like going like, to yeah. like go back to the drawing board or anything like that. They just don't cut back to him. <laughs> like like after they leave like the final battle, they just don't talk about him again. Yeah, we don't um, know where he is. We did not bring him to the authorities. We did not keep tabs no. at him. 
No. He's still up on top of that building for all we know. Yeah, he's eating donuts somewhere. We don't know yeah. how he lives. Yeah, and I think they end the show just by like talking and be like friends forever. And then we they sure end. are. We sure are friends forever. <laughs> and for a show that only lasted twenty six episodes, that feels sufficient. Like it. Yeah. I don't know how much they uh, accomplished in twenty six episodes that would have earned them like this big sweeping ending i don't know but from what i saw this like it's just like a family get together on a nice sunday like boy sure is good to spend time with you guys end of the series <laughs> yeah all in all uh do you think the show is is watchable would you would you go back and watch all the show i would not watch all of it i'd probably check out another episode or two because like i said we missed that goo storyline yeah. Let's see if I could find like a slightly cleaner uh, copy of it somewhere. Like if I came across a DVD of this for like a dollar, yeah. maybe I would buy that. Yeah. You got to go back for that clean goo. Clean goo. Clean goo. The new from Mr. Clean. Clean goo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I would rewatch this. Yeah. Yeah, if I could find a cleaner copy, I could maybe see myself watching season one, maybe season two, mm. uh, but not the not both of them, like either one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend this show? Ah, uh, I, I got to say, having only remembered it as a name, it was entertaining enough to actually watch the thing. Yeah. It's I nice to hear that Pokemon voice cast again. Yeah, it, it's definitely a great voice cast. Like, it's very, like, well-produced. Yeah, uh, it is. It is for kids. They do know what they're doing over there. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I I would probably recommend the show. The the toys look fun to play with. Um, yeah, yeah. All in all, Cubics robots I think are for everyone. Yeah, I love the title. It's so inclusive. Yeah, I yeah I would I, anyone out there if you want to go watch it. It's right now. It's all on YouTube. I don't know by the time we release it if it will be still. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think at one point it was on Hulu, so it might come back. Yeah. So that's uh, Cubix Robots for Everyone. Uh, Mel, I chose this for this episode. Uh, yep. It's your turn. What are we watching next week? Or next two so, weeks? So there's one genre of Saturday morning cartoon we haven't hit yet, and I know we need to, which okay. is the cartoon spinoff of a movie. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a lot of cartoons. Yeah. And we talked about a couple of these. We talked about like Godzilla and Men in Black. And I was looking for those when I remembered another more obscure one. So okay. I want to watch the first three episodes of Evolution, the animated series. Yes. I, <laughs> I was thinking about that when you brought when you brought up that's what you're thinking about. Um, yeah. Evo Man, I don't think I've watched that movie in a long time. I, I have seen it. I watched it during my X-Files heyday in high school, but I haven't seen it since then. I think, but I found... I hmm? think they showed it, to, showed it to us at high school. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, I think I, I watched it in like 10th grade during yeah. map testing. Yes. Like, I think they showed it to us in chemistry or something. I don't remember. It might have been a holdover, like nothing to do day movie. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't remember anything about the cartoon. Is it still I... about head and shoulders? <laughs> Not so far, but it is all the same characters. David Duchovny and everyone? 
Well, it's not the same actors, but it's like, yeah, that's supposed to be David Duchovny. That's supposed to be Julianne Moore. Well, that's fun. Usually when they do like an adaptation, they say, this was the idea of the movie. But what if you care about these characters now? Yeah, we made new people. No, this seems like cartoon versions of the original people, I think, having very fuzzy memories of the movie now. But yeah, I found this on YouTube in like very nice, clean rips. And the the first three episodes are a three-parter, which is pretty convenient. So let's just watch those three. All right. Take it easy with the first three. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you have that to look forward to in a couple weeks, guys. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys would like to give us suggestions on other cartoons, movies, anything obscure that you feel like only you remember from your childhood, you can email us at SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, I'm uh, sorry, the podcast is SaturdayMOPod. If you rate us a five-star review on iTunes, that review will get read on air. If you review five stars anywhere else, if you send a screenshot of it to uh, the email or to the Twitter, it'll get read on air. Uh, yeah. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at James Wilk. Mel? I am at WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots Network. That's Whatnots spelled like astronauts. And I'm on the Review Show, which is a pop culture book club discussion podcast, and the Captain's Log, which is... Just a bunch of nonsense every week. That's just our general chat show. It's good nonsense. I was listening to it this week. It, it, it is a fun time. We do a little bit of movie news, some weird anecdotes from our everyday lives, silly games. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again so much for watching. Uh, we can't wait to hear back from you on what you think about Cubix Robots for Everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until next time, relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Well, guess I better go. Carter, maybe we... Maybe we could bend the rules a little. Yeah, pick another robot and try again. Yeah. Cubix is just too hard to fix. There are lots of other robots here. Why bother with Cubix when you could fix one of them easy? It's not Cubix. It's me. I'm not good enough. I felt bad about failing the initiation. Now I wouldn't get to work at the body's pit, but I felt worse about failing Cubix. It was like I'd let down a friend. I think Chip and Mong and Abby felt bad, too, but I knew I had to go. Rules are rules. Well, Cubix, so long. You would have made a great friend. That was goodbye. At least, I thought it was. All right. I need everyone's help right now. Let's get him on the table. Careful. Steady, guys. Okay. Let's open it up and see what the problem is. Hmm.
<laughs> Excellent work. Now, Kalas, I'll reel it in and let's get going. Yeah. 